And that is the sound, hopefully a sound you'll be getting very accustomed to and look forward to every morning. Even give you a little trick, a little life hack on how you'll be able to hear it. First thing in the morning here in just a second, our introduction music for this show called the Chattanooga Drive-In Show. The Chattanooga Drive-In Show. Thank you so much for tuning in. Broadcasting live from the Lodge Cast Iron Studio. And before we do anything else today, before we even get started good, my name is Jeff Stiles with a Y, and I'm the city's communicator. Yes, I've been the morning of the commute for about 30 years now, and I'm here with all of my working partners. Jen Lambert, hi. Hello. And we got Russell Stroud, hi. Hi. Brian Stone over there, hi. <laughs> Hello. We have, we have off-mic people who you'll probably hear screaming at us at some point <laughs> behind the mic over there, Taft Sibley, and, and just all the folks that are helping us get this thing started. This is our first real show. We've done a couple of pilots, and I'd just like to start with kind of a, a thought before we get going into news and sports and headlines. And today's thought, it's just very simple. I, I just want you to really think about this. The miracle that is you. The miracle that is you. Think of all the things that had to come together. And I'm talking about literally a left-hand turn instead of a right-hand turn that your grandfather made on your dad's side years and years and years ago in a department store. If he'd turned the other way, he wouldn't have met the lady that became your grandmother. Then they had to go through all kinds of rigmarole and courting and stuff, and then they had to mate at exactly the same time and right time with all the right conditions to get your dad. Your dad had to survive for a long time, had to figure out how to get cross-country at some point, hitchhiking, and he met some girl that turns out to be your mom. It's just this huge cosmic happening all these 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 wheels are turning so you could be produced you a distinctly unique person a distinctly unique person there is nobody else like you out there in the universe the entire universe there's only one you you are an individual you are an individual unlike any other individual just like everybody else. <laughs> Just like everybody else. So you're not that special, actually. So you're not you're really special at all is what I'm trying to tell you, you snowflakes. Get over yourself. What are you doing to earn your bread and butter today? What are you doing to earn your oxygen on this planet today? Ask yourself that question as you're heading to work, hopefully. Maybe you're actually working for a living. That would be nice. Uh, I did see the sign out the other day. It said, long-haired hippie people can come on in and apply. We need you. You know, we were looking for you. So, <laughs> so there you go. Normally, we're going to start things off with a little bit of news. This is not the normal way you are used to hearing newscasts. We've got Russell Stroud, who is a newsman and has been for some time. But we decided because of the conversational tone that we want to keep in this show, we're not going to have a big boom, boom, <laughs> boom. It's Russell Stroud news time. <laughs> Instead, I'm just going to say, hey, Russ, what's happening? Well, Jeff, the sheriff's office says that James Michael Ferris, you probably heard the whole hullabaloo about that over the weekend, uh, he's a man who was the subject of a manhunt. He is dead. Uh, Ferris was a suspect in the killing of a man in Brainerd. The deputies say he was spotted on Barry Meadow Way. He allegedly pointed a gun at deputies when they tried to apprehend him. They opened fire. Ferris was taken to the hospital where he was then pronounced dead. And there's good news for those of you who have been sitting on your recyclables for all this time. The city says that there are enough CDL drivers now in their hiring pipeline to resume curbside pickup of recyclables. The first scheduled pickup date is November the 1st. 
And lastly, a 29-year-old woman was killed when she was hit by a car over in Saudi Daisy. Happened Friday. Uh, happened on Armstrong Road. Investigators say that she was walking uh, southbound when she was hit by a pickup truck. She was taken to the hospital where she was later pronounced dead. That's what's happening. This is Off the Hook Sports. I am Dave Hooker. A big weekend of uh, football action. We'll wrap up tonight. It is Monday night football and two teams with a lot of ties into the Southern California area and a lot of moves. It will be the Las Vegas Raiders at the Los Angeles Chargers. So I know that sounds weird. Both teams uh, looking for a big win. The Raiders 3-0. and the Chargers 2-1, and one, so that game will be tonight. A heartwarming story from the NFL, thanks to in, some ingenuity by the Green Bay Packers equipment staff. Running back Aaron Jones has a way to keep his late father's ashes close to him during the games. What they did, they actually sewed in a pouch because he had the ashes. The medallion the week before, which he lost during the game, it was found but now he's got a pouch to keep his father's ashes and something to keep an eye on. Things are getting pretty ugly in Gainesville, Florida. Haley Lorenzen was once one of the most reliable players in the Florida Gators women's basketball team, but Lorenzen, now 25, working in Orlando as a sales rep for a construction company, told ESPN the environment for the Florida Gators women's staff was toxic and abusive. More will surely come out and we'll hear about that as the week progresses that's off the sports i'm dave hooker i want to let everybody know too right off the bat that we are striving striving to make sure that our atmosphere here inside the lodge cast iron studios becomes toxic as quickly as possible. <laughs> we, we, we don't know how to work in a non-toxic and dangerous environment. I've already been hazed four times by Jen. Uh, we are ch- toxic. <laughs> the Chattanooga Driving. The Toxic <laughs> Avengers. Another name. We could have some merch done. Uh, daily, Monday through Friday, entertaining information, informative entertainment, a Chattacentric podcast. This is a brand new idea, y'all. This is a brand new thing under the sun designed with the simple goal of global domination in mind, or at least, you know, <laughs> regional domination, the elimination, the the cancellation of your TV morning shows, which, let's face it, are boring and inane for the most part. But what about and the squirrels on roller coasters? I, I, I have seen enough squirrels on <laughs> roller coasters, and, and, and water skiing, I, I have. A young man with disabilities goes to Disneyland. And the replacement for your radio shows, because the radio shows, they're either syndicated and they're not really talking about what's going on in your life, or they're just dull, they're boring. It's, the radio folks forgot how to have fun. So that's what we're here for. <laughs> Thank you so much for tuning in. I mentioned the, uh, the way to listen easier. There's an app that we have pasted, posted somewhere, and it's an alarm clock app that wakes you up, your phone wakes you up, to your favorite podcast, which we are becoming right now. That's right. And where is it? Where it is, is it? posted to our Facebook page. Go to the Chattanooga Drive-In Show Facebook page. There you have it. All right. This I, first section. What? I what? didn't know that we had that. Yeah, it's it, it, <laughs> it, was, it was actually suggested by one of the people that are giving us a lot of behind-the-scenes support and sent it to me with great excitement. It was his wife, so therefore he had to give it top priority. Of course. And, of course, you know me and apps and technology, but yeah. it sounded like a good idea. So I said, Jen, implement this good idea that I don't understand. Over the course <laughs> of us working on this podcast, it's been like, you know, you guys are having all these meetings, 
and then I'll meet with like you, Jeff, and we go hiking or whatever, and you tell me about all the stuff that's going on. I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> yeah, well, see, we're just trying you to have just no idea. leave you guys basically just in your little zones and your lanes out there so everybody's comfortable. <laughs> the first part of the show is always going to be really where you get most of the meat and potatoes. Everything's got some entertainment value and some information value, obviously, or we wouldn't be doing it. But we call this one the upfront wrap-up, and it's brought to you by the Sports Barn. Three locations helping you become the best you, be the best you, develop healthy habits that will extend you past your extended warranty date. They've been there since Jimmy (laughs) Carter was president. That's how long they've been doing this. That's a long time. And by the way, happy birthday to President Carter, who turned 97 today. 97. And if I'm not mistaken... I think the sports barn was established in 79. So we even got a little numerology thing happening there. Been there since the Iran <laughs> hostage crisis. Just before we get started, I had the strangest night. Have y'all ever, you know, dreamed you were awake and then woke up and you were asleep? Yes. I think so. That's weird. I have freaking that weird dreams. Weird. That's the strangest thing I've ever heard of. I've never woken up and discovered that I was asleep. Just seemed like it. I just, I just wanted to ask the question. Y'all no, I actually. Weird. Are you serious? That happened? No. You felt that? No. No, I didn't sleep at all last night. Are you kidding? I, I was didn't nervous sleep at all cat. last night. I didn't, I was didn't sleep at all. I was busy doing fun things. I've gotten that where I've been like, I'll be dreaming that I'm out like doing something like you know whatever I like to do at my computer, and then I'll and wake then up. Wake up and you're asleep. I'll wake up and I'll be like, oh man, I'm in bed. Um, I have such great dreams that when I wake up and realize they were dreams, I'm like, well, darn it. Oh, I hate that. Yeah. All right, I want to go ahead and get a big shout-out to Lodge Cast Iron. They are the hosts, uh, one of the hosts at the Chattanooga Market of Oktoberfest. As a matter of fact, they just had their own Lodge Toberfest over in South Pittsburgh. And from what I understand, it was a great success. All the folks over there in South Pittsburgh and Jasper and Kimball had a good time, and we appreciate the good folks uh, at Lodge. Bob and Cheryl Kellerman are good friends of mine. All right, basically just the headlines of the day, the the upfront wrap-up, the biggest stuff happening uh, y'all jump in whenever you want to. I'm just going to start throwing things out there. And, mm-hmm. and some of these we will discuss in, in detail later. Uh, we did have one of our own National Guardsmen die of COVID, uh, Tennessee that, National Guardsmen. And it's gotten to the point now where, I mean, I don't think any category of person and profession has gone untouched. We're also seeing way too many deaths among very young people. And the debate continues about the boosters, and mm-hmm. nobody, as it has been, nobody seems to be able to get on the same page on well, that one. Which how do you feel about them. the pill? As an, an adden- sorry, as an addendum. I to think that. it was a great invention back in the '60s, and it really liberated women. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> no, as an addendum to that, on a serious note, uh, I think it was Erlanger put out uh, a story in the paper, I think either today or yesterday, about how they're seeing uh, uh, fetal deaths among pregnant women. Who have COVID? Isn't that horrible? That is horrible. Yeah, I was not aware of that. Yeah, um, this, all of the symptoms are horrible. Well, yeah. as long as we're talking about horrible things, let's just go ahead and we'll, we'll get some of the sad stuff out of the way. Um, well, I don't know how sad it is. It's it's interesting. Pat Robertson is stepping down as host of the Seven Hundred Club. Well, Jeff, as a uh, as you know, I'm a devout Christian. Yes. Good riddance. <laughs> I, I had a feeling there might be some of that going on. Now, but but see, the thing is, you're 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 known in this world by your enemies as well as your friends. And yes. and Pat Robertson and I are probably on exact opposite ends of you know the the <laughs> religious, political, you know, social issue pole. Mm. But I still always valued 
his presentation of his ideas. No, he wasn't right. a screamer. You're right. Pat Robertson had a had a good good long broadcasting career, and I respect him for what he managed to accomplish over the years. But theologically, he and I are on opposite ends of the spectrum. And does anybody know actually what the 700 Club? Why it was 700? Oh, it, uh, I don't know. Jeez, I did. I know. I is is there a biblical passage about the 700 so-and-sos? I think it might be related to the 44,000 or something like that. I don't know. I don't know. But, but we'll about, ask him. He's got plenty of time on his hands now. Yeah, call him up. Hey, Pat. <laughs> you mentioned already the curbside recycling is going to start again, so mm-hmm. everybody can quit bitching and moaning and whining about that. My God. You're taking it to the dump. I mean, I'm glad everybody loves to recycle, but every once in a while there will be you know, a, a hitch in your giddy-up. So the, the city had one. They didn't have enough drivers, or they got that fixed. I was talking to somebody from the city not too long ago about that issue. Actually, it was a couple weeks ago, and they're talking about how people were just moaning about how the recycling stuff was going to the dump. It's like, yeah, the press release said that. All the articles about it said from that. The from the very beginning. I thought beginning. it was clear. Yeah. Uh, at any rate, it's, it's uh, going to be picked back up did again. Did anyone of you watch the Janet Hines trial? Yes. I did not. I I couldn't help it. I had to watch I, it. I really... I It turned my stomach, to be honest with well, you. Well, sure it, it, it did. Tu- it tu- everything, everything about that story turned to my stomach. The, the defense clearly Oof. as it showed Grasping did straws. not have anything and at some point i mean i know i have been accused of crimes i have been taken to jail been taken to court and i've had stories messed up you know and if you're innocent people will know by the way you act if mm-hmm. you're innocent every mic and 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 camera that goes by you're going hey hey i didn't do it i didn't do it that was not her behavior no it wasn't i i think that um well, I don't want to editorialize on that too she much. She knocked the guy 200-and-something feet. She yeah, had five I think that beers, she knew. one shot. That's, to me, That's I think, lot. way over the legal limit. Oh, yeah, hugely, yeah. Yeah. That's she, close to what Russell's had already this morning. <laughs> she hit him, and how far did he travel? Hey, over like 200, over feet. 200 feet. Yeah, that's a long way. Oh, and my nor- gosh. You, you, and, and the officer who worked the scene dealing with a downed officer who was his friend and co-worker said you usually have to be doing 65 or 70 to knock somebody that far right and the speed limit was 35 it was pouring down rain mm-hmm. and and to say i didn't know i hit anything well what the hell were you doing driving if you're so impaired you don't know that you just impacted your car into something well no the defense was that she didn't know she had hit a person she thought she had hit either a deer or Debris. No, a I agree. With you. Anybody would stop and get out and check the damage. Oh, I agree with you. Coherent. I'm just saying. With the, I'm not no trying to just throw the, the the woman's going to do her time. I'm not trying to throw her under the bus. But eight, that eight was the weakest years. defense. Weakest defense I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, sentencing hearing. I think uh, November, sometime in November. Um, let's go ahead and and wade into this. Congress on this huge, huge infrastructure bill. Mm-hmm. The Democrats again give them the opportunity to fail and they will grasp it every time. You know what the Democrats don't ever need to be in total power. That's when they <laughs> fall apart. They have the House, the Senate, and the White House, the presidency, and they can't get diddly done. They they do a better job coming from behind in the minority getting things done than they do when they have the power. The infighting inside the party has gotten as vicious as the infighting between the Democrats and Republicans. And we all know what a sad state of affairs that is right now. Yeah, the Democrats, I think, are, I mean, they have benefits and hazards like any party, but the Democrats seem like they've read Sun Tzu in reverse, where it's like never pass up an opportunity to make a mistake. 
Um, there you go. And the Republicans are not exactly doing much better in terms of the unity front, as we all know. Uh, just in the last couple of years with the the never Trump front and the always Trump front, the Democrats have sort of a similar issue with the very progressive AOC, the squad league, and the regular more run-of-the-mill moderate Democrats. And the infighting between those two has been vicious. Do they, do they take offense or umbrage at being called the squad? I don't believe so. No, I think that they came they up actually, with that, that, that was That was their thing, their moniker. I certainly don't mean it disparagingly. Now, however, though, uh, the Democrats is... is, is flailing as they might be right now um you know most of the things they're trying to get done most people can get behind they're just not getting behind it uh, all at the same time for the same amount mm -hmm. they did however figure out a way to continue to get paid how about that <laughs> yeah, they always does that surprise that, yeah. anybody <laughs> no the one the other thing that was on the table was we're about to run out of money do we want payroll to come in hell yeah we'll stick around until we get that done we'll hammer this out the american people want us to get paid love that at this point i'm such a i'm such a well, you know how I am. I'm like, man, if they freaking just run out of money, that's all right with me. I have very quickly uh, TVA, AT&T, mandating vaccines for employees. I have no problem. Any employer, anywhere, anytime who says you have got to be vaccinated against A disease, B disease, mm -hmm. C disease, they have that right, and the employees, as we know in the state of Tennessee, don't have a leg to stand on. And yeah. I, I am sorry. that you, The people who say, Give, get out of the business of business. Get out of the business of business. Let businesses run their own business. But they're the ones that are stepping in saying, but you must let people come in sick, you know, <laughs> or, or possibly spreading a lethal disease. Sure. That doesn't make any sense to me. No, um, I mean, Tennessee is a right-to-work state. There's not really much that can be done about that. couple of local things. Tim Boyd, the uh, city councilman or county commissioner, mm -hmm. uh, still going after the DA's funding. We actually mentioned this. For those of you just now joining us for the first time here on the Chattanooga Drive-In Show, we did a couple of pilots, which you will still find on Facebook, if I'm yes, not mistaken, they oh. are. and possibly on YouTube. As a matter of fact, th this show was going to be on every platform you can possibly name. I, 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 I don't think, I think if you pick up a scrap piece of paper in the street, it will have our show on, on it somewhere. <laughs> we're on StumbleUpon, we're on Usenet, we're on but Dig. I know, during, during I one can of, actually tell you for real yeah, where please, we are. Yeah, please, please, please do. We are posted to Facebook. We are uh, working on a YouTube channel. Uh, we Music are, is an issue there. We'll talk about yeah, that later. Mu yeah. Music's the problem there. We'll, we'll get that worked out. Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. Anchor, Radio Cast, Stitcher, Spotify, Anchor, Breaker, Castbox, Overcast, Pocket Cast, See, and I Radio Public. I told you. Yeah, we're everywhere. And the ever popular, can you sign my cast? All right. <laughs> but and so, what about my guy, Tim? Tim, uh, he's, he he is going. Uh, this is the reason I brought up the pilot that we did because I said it's like using a meat cleaver to kill a spider. He wants to cut off all of the funding to the district attorney's office because General Pinkston, the District Attorney General Neil Pinkston, will not come in and talk to them about his relationship, you know, his, his wife and her brother on the payroll. Now, I understand why he doesn't want to talk about it. It's a family issue. They were clearly in violation, at least of the spirit of nepotism, and it wasn't supposed to be happening the way it was happening. They've made some changes, but, I mean, this standoff they can get what they want eventually. They don't have subpoena power, but to say we're going to stop prosecuting bad guys, that seems there's going to be there, yeah, there's going to be trial dates, and we're not going to have you know there's going to be some you know young prosecutress 
who shows up fresh out of school, who's willing to work for free, you know, that's going to be in there doing the job of putting bad guys in jail. That's just not a good idea. Yeah, her last name is Womp. I'm serious. I just I just think, you know, going after the entire funding of the district attorney's office and the prosecution of criminals is a bad idea. I will only say this. Somebody's got some splaining to do. Um we were all very concerned, uh, most of us were, who knew Gladys Pineda-Lower. Yes. And she went missing this week, and you might recognize her voice, and you would most definitely recognize her face if you pay attention to local media, because she has been very, very prominent in Latin affairs with mm-hmm. La Paz and organizations like that. She, as they say, turned up missing, oxymoron, uh, Monday, they found her Thursday. Mm-hmm. She is perfectly okay. Yep. But for four days, she was gone, and people were wondering what was up and expecting the worst. I'm saying there's a husband-wife conversation being had right now. Oh, my gosh. Right I, I, I know her. Yeah, yeah, I've talked to her before, I too. I hadn't heard that story. I yeah. We've all seen well, I'm glad she's she was, okay. She was gone for four days, and wow. they were thinking the worst. And I'll, this will be the last one in the upfront wrap-up. Thank you very much for tuning in already. And keep in mind that, you know, in this podcast— if you want to get to the part that you think is more fun or if you want to get to the part that is more informative, you can rewind, you can fast forward, you can pause. I mean, this podcast, it is hopefully going to replace the four or five hours that you have been spending, you know, just through fluff and everything like that. But you can put it in your pocket, basically, and walk around with it all day and listen to it whenever it's convenient to you. The only last part of this I was going to throw in is mm-hmm. my folks down on Cumberland Island, my favorite place in the world, as far as I'm concerned, is where God lives Cumberland Island, right off the coast of Georgia, (laughs) they are the last line of people saying they do not want the spaceport built off the coast of Georgia. Yeah. You know, because now that we have civilian space that has just gone into high gear, they are building spaceports all around the country and off the coast of Georgia made sense. It's clearly, you know, close to Cape Canaveral. It's, you know, the, the, the whole Atlantic, you know, seaboard is awash with potential rescue boats and, and even entertainment tourism. But the folks on Cumberland Island, a national seashore, wilderness area, totally protected, they are afraid of disasters and mm-hmm. that the fiery debris would rain down on the island, sure. set it on fire, kill the wild horses, yeah. destroy the historic buildings. So is that concern. something you want to do? Space travel? Oh, I would if I if I could. I'm afraid yeah. I'm too old now. Same here. I don't know how that would ever pop up. To be frank, you know, d- uh, did you know there's a nuclear submarine base off of Cumberland Island? Oh, I've seen them. I've seen them surface. Have you? I, I, I'm talking about on the river side. When you're on the island, of course, you got the you know windward leeward, but you know you got the ocean side, mm-hmm. and then you got the brackish water, St. Mary's side over there. And what appear you can see the 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 mainland. I mean, it's just right there. Yep. It's just right there. Yeah. And you got people out there in John boats, and you got a couple of little yachts coming by, and a lot of people kayaking. And all of a sudden, <laughs> here comes a Trident submarine. It will blow your mind. Ooh, and they awesome. they've got these little narrow passageways that look like you could barely get a duck boat up through there and they've got them dredged down you know hundreds of feet so they can get these submarines they squeeze them out of that place like toothpaste and they can be under you at any time when you're out there swimming around it's so astounding to me because like think about where they're coming back from you know these secret missions missions off of the coast of russia or whatever and then they come back to freaking georgia i said we were going to wrap it up but this will be the last thing very quick just so you guys will have it on your plate the very first case the supreme court will hear in the new year will be the tennessee water wars 
Oh, between, we've been, yeah. Okay. We've been talking about the Tennessee Water Wars forever, but do you know this is on the other end of the state. Mississippi is suing the state of Tennessee and Memphis Gas and Light saying that they're using up all their water. Oh, no. <laughs> so we're getting it from both ends now. Jeez. Volunteers are going to have to sign up. We've got water wars coming our way. Well, you know, if they had if they had drawn the borders the right daggum way, then we Georgians would have a piece of that uh, Tennessee River pie. And this is what they swore. We all knew how to play. We understood the deal. I love this we guy. We knew it every day. And he is. And this is how it feels. It backs a wall up. That one guy. That's that's his name. I'm sure his mom called him something different. That one guy. And this is the portion of the show. Everybody's got one. Everybody's got one. We know what we're talking about. Opinions, of course. And so this is an editorial slot. And, and I'm going to take it today. And other people can take it else, you know, else when. And if anybody ever disagrees with what they hear here, Understand, we want your comments. We want to get inundated with comments from people, with critiques from people, with attaboys from people, with money from people. And how do people get in touch if they say, hey, Styles was crazy about that, what he was talking about there during that, that, that got one thing. How do, how do they get in touch with you so we can Send then give them equal email. time? Email Chattanooga Drive In Show at gmail.com. Everybody's got one brought to you by Chattanooga Safety Products, your home for industrial safety footwear and all of your PPE needs. And, of course, we all got those these days. Located on Highway 58 next to the Hungry House, safety begins at your feet at Chattanooga Safety Products. And they got great glasses, too, and they're very, very affordable. Awesome socks. I and Jen had a chance to go to the annual Boy Scout luncheon um, just recently. And it was they, terrific. They always have great speakers. Oh, the keynote speaker was amazing. Colonel Pat Tillman. Colonel Pat Tillman. And oh. he was the pilot on Air Force One yeah. during 9-11. Yeah. He was the flying White House. He was not only educated, a pilot, of, I mean, the pilot of Air Force One. I mean, what kind of rating do you have to have for that? And But he was so approachable and funny. And he's talking about 9-11. You know, and, and it just... It, it, it you wouldn't think it was funny but the way he told the stories it goes back to almost kind of the, the way i started the show turning left instead of turning right so many things happened that day that we never knew about we never heard about when they first took off from florida remember you know president bush was in that classroom talking yeah. and teaching the kids you know talking to the kids reading that book and when they took off they said bear right bear right immediately they changed their course because there was a guy standing at the end of the runway with what looked like a long gun and so right off the tarmac they bear right hard and I mean just jam it and end up changing their course and the guy turned out he just had an old school big vhs camera oh that was on his shoulder but i mean and then they were on their way to one place and they switched it on their way to another place the the planes kept hitting you know the second tower got hit then the Pentagon, and then they hear about the hijacking in, in, in Pennsylvania, and, and, they, and they literally are just hopscotching around all over the place, and it's just these incredible happenstance circumstances. The way the choices were made, the, the, not whimsical, but the split-second 
changing of direction and location, nobody knew where the president was. The president, almost by design, didn't know where he was at times. And they kept trying to get him into a bunker. He wouldn't go. It was an, mm-hmm. an incredible speech. Yeah, it really was. But the reason I bring it up is because he took the time to talk to these scouts and all their supporters, and it was a very good crowd. And he said, but at the end of the day, and I want you all to hear me on this, think about all the things that happen to you when you have to detour, when you, your, your day is not going the way it planned. Things keep getting in the way. You know, barriers keep getting thrown in front of you. You've you got to hop over. You've got to jump through hoops of fire, whatever. At the end of the day, America was safe. Our enemies were silenced, if not rooting for us. Our standard traditional enemies, we had sympathy from them, and we were safe in our homes because of the actions that were taken. When people complain about the government, the government, the government's at the, at the root of all of our problems, you're just talking about us. It's just us. It's just people. And he just talked about the way everybody came together. And he had pictures, Jen. They had pictures from every approach of the plane of Air Force One from the fighter jets. Mm-hmm. Some poor Ooh, wow. schmo in a Learjet took off from New Orleans in his own jet, didn't know what was going on, and turned off his transponder so he could talk to the emergency call that he got saying, you better get out of there, something's going on. He didn't know what was going on. So now Air Force One and a couple of F-14s are bearing down on this Learjet. He almost got evaporated because he was literally just just bumbling his way through airspace. Man. All this stuff happened, and it just reminded me of the scene when the first tower got hit, I was on the air. The second one got hit immediately after I got off. It was between my shows. And I took off and did exactly what we told people not to do. I went to the bank and withdrew all of my money. And we had been telling everybody not to panic, but that was the first thing I did. Don't go get your kids out of school. My wife went and got the kids out of school. But when I walked into the bank, they were huddled around a screen, everybody, customers, tellers, everybody, and they were just chewing their fingertips, and they had not yet heard about the Pentagon. And I said, you know, the Pentagon just got hit, and there were screams of terror and tears. And this is what I remember. There was an older black man looking at the TV, and he just started shaking. And an older white woman reached out and put her hand on his shoulder, and then he did the same. And then a young kid came up, and suddenly everybody was just touching each other Mm. as they watched the TV. Mm. And the togetherness was so strong and so palpable. In that moment, in that dark, dark, dark moment, we were so together, and now here we are, you know, COVID schmovid. Life is good if you want it to be, and we're at each other's throats. What happened? What? How could we have squandered that gift of togetherness as badly as we have? This partisanship business has got to come to a screeching halt. We'll address that also more later on a, a, a different topic. But you know, Tim Kelly ran for mayor, saying Chattanooga was my party. I'm going to say America is my party. People are my party. Are we Americans or are we Americans? I mean, we have got to get over this. We have got to get over this partisanship. And again, your comments, equal time, always welcome. Please join us. The Chattanooga Drive-In Show, Tri-State Region's Drive-In Theater of the Mind, featuring the voice of moi, the city's communicator, 
for three decades, and of course the co-host you've been introduced to. Also, contributors Jeff Greenspan and uh, and Dave Hooker doing sports. In one hour, you'll be informed, warned, entertained, and brain sprained. I know it sounds kind of like I'm keeping this all to myself, doesn't it? Because it's the duh moment, and the duh moment. <laughs> Well, it's exactly what it sounds like. <laughs> and feel free to, to, to join in with your own does or schwas or what the hell were they thinking. And the dumb moment is brought to you by RC2 Realty Solutions. RC2RealtySolutions.com. It's really nothing else you need to know if you're the owner of a distressed or just plain stressful property. Buy, sell, renovate, invest. Robin Ring. Robin with a Y, like Styles with a Y, Ring at RC2 Realty Solutions. And the dull moment is the very sad news of 22 species being declared extinct. I read about that. It yeah. is um, horrible. There, there are certainly there are things that we cannot help. All of humankind could pull together, and there, there's just certain things we can't do. But so many of, of these creatures that we've lost in my lifetime, we could have prevented mostly its habitat loss. Mm-hmm. Taft uh, Sibley, who's who's one of our behind-the-scenes partners, he's worked with the the land trust forever, and you see encroachment and the suburbanization and this creeping crawl that's going on out there. And when a habitat is taken, it may just be a square acre to us. It might be the universe for a particular type of of flower or insect. But of all the things to end up on the list, I have spent my life truly believing that I was going to be the guy that would find the ivory-billed woodpecker. <laughs> I'm serious. I'm wow. serious as a heart attack. Well, it wouldn't surprise I, me if you were. I mean, I do you know how big they are? No, you know, actually, I mean, I don't. they were called the God King birds. They're beautiful. They were literally called the God King birds. Wow. That's what everybody used to call them. How big They're were huge. they? Really? They were massive. Imagine a regular pileated woodpecker, right? Okay, yeah. And they're pretty good size. Yeah. Twice that. They're you know they're what? they're literally they're they're big. There's almost the size of a buzzard. Yeah, I was much say it's faster, like a hawk. much sleeker. Flies like a hawk through heavy underbrush. Man. Huge, huge red, you know, top and that ivory build, and then it had this was the thing. It had a very distinctive so- uh, sound. And they kept thinking that it was in Arkansas in the swamps. It was in the Everglades. They were in Cuba. People have been running around trying to find an ivory-billed woodpecker since I was aware of even being alive on this planet. And it kind of became my Bigfoot. Uh, people, you know, people really believe Bigfoot and Loch Ness Monster exists sure. out there, and they look for it. I, I was convinced that they had to be out there, and I was going to find them. But I just have to say this. The people who write this off like it's no big deal, and the first person that comes to mind is the late Rush Limbaugh. And during one of the pilots, I said, and I'll say it again, Rush Limbaugh, again, disagreed with him wholeheartedly, but he was the Beatles of talk radio, the format, the medium. Mm-hmm. There will never be another one like him. But the entertaining side of Rush was often overshadowed, especially in the latter days when he kind of became a kingmaker and a you know, policymaker behind the scenes. He, he would make fun of extinction. Remember the spotted owl, the northern spotted owl, and all the fighting about the forest canopy and, and logging out west. And you know what? He said, he said, well, why doesn't the spotted owl just evolve? 
Why didn't they just evolve and figure out another place to live? Well, you know what? Uh, forgive me. Rush, oh, you just found out you had cancer. Your body's turning against you. Why don't you just evolve? Why don't you just get your cells to evolve and metabolize differently? That was just a stupid and cold-hearted thing to say, and I have no problem saying it out loud. Anybody who thinks you know better than the Creator, God put these creatures on this planet for a reason. It pleased Him. Mm-hmm. We should never take it lightly if we take one of them out. No, you're right. We're called to be uh, good stewards of the earth, and uh, causing a, a creature to come into extinction kind of comes into conflict with that. That is that the most under misunderstood passage in the Bible I and, think it and, is. and wrongly translated I think that is. man is supposed to have dominion over all things. But if you look at the original Greek, dominion meant the love like God had toward us, mm-hmm. an agape type love. Mm-hmm. We're supposed to be looking after them, not like a master-slave relationship. No, not at all. No, yeah, that, that is often misinterpreted, unfortunately. You and two could take over the 700 Club. Uh, <laughs> I, I'm just, since 75, I was 15 years old, 54 species have left the endangered list, thank God. Yeah. Bald eagle, brown pelican, humpback whales, and but so many are gone and just gone forever. You know what it just the makes ivory billed woodpecker looked like? It looks like a uh, bird of paradise flower. It does actually. You you are correct. Yeah. You know it, it it may very well have evolved because it that was where it began. Where maybe. It may, maybe it been camouflaged. That is not a camouflage bird around here. Not around here. If no. you see that in a pine tree, it's going to get your attention. I you know, believe no the bird of it. paradise is in fall, the maybe. national bird of Papua New Guinea. Really? Yes. How do you know that? I grew up in Australia. Did you know that uh, New Guinea <laughs> has like five hundred and something unique languages within its borders? Tiny little archipelago has like 500-something languages spoken there. It sounds like my family around the Thanksgiving table. (laughs) (laughs) Nobody understands what anybody is saying. Um, What's that you said, Taft? What did we forget? Patreon. Patreon. Oh, (laughs) Patreon. We need to be we need we need to be reminding you guys every once in a while of these things we're doing with this new venture, the Chattanooga Driving Show that you're listening to right now. Please spread the word. Use that uh, you know alarm clock app. Use whatever you need. Go to whatever platform. Spread the word. But actually, we have a Kickstarter campaign because we are kicking off the start of this this venture, and it is <laughs> unlike any this this city's never seen anything like it before. The radio stations are nervous. Uh, people are watching with with great enthusiasm and anxiety to see how successful we might be, and other cities are watching as well. Help us out through the Kickstarter campaign. And as far as I know, that's a that's a, that's a a limited thing. It only lasts for like 45 days. Yeah, and you basically, have to reach your goal. If you believe this, this, the promise of this idea is worth it, just invest a little money. Just, just, just kick us a little bit to the side. Patreon is a button if you want to become a member, and I'm gonna say it all the time, membership has its privileges. There will be things that you will get if you give money through Patreon that the other folks out there who are a little bit more hmm, skin flinty than you, <laughs> cheaper than you. The, you, if you're a giver, you get things back. Now, that's just all I'm trying to say there. Thank you very much for listening today. What are you doing? What are you doing? This is the community calendar part of the day. And probably won't be doing community calendar every day, but Monday certainly makes sense. And I'm going to say that as far as what we're trying to do here, just, just to get you off the couch, I don't care what it is. Couchism is the enemy. 
Couchism <laughs> is the enemy. When you look back on your life, how many golden moments are, are going to be, oh, that was a good day sitting on the couch watching The Price is Right. I'll never forget <laughs> that solve. That was so nice. Get off the couch and get out and do something. The for shining God's path sakes. were noted couchists. What do you guys have? Well, <laughs> I have the family promise of Greater Chattanooga is hosting the Food Truck and Fun Fest October 10th through through October 10th from 1 to 4. They're raising funds for its Warm Beds for Homeless Children campaign and look forward to live music prizes, four featured food trucks that yeah. all look delicious to me. Had a little you can find out more info about that on Eventbrite and they are located at 1184 Baldwin Street in Chattanooga. Tickets are $35. I know you're a you're a you're a fan of theater, the Colonnade players. Mm. That is the way it's actually supposed to be said. It is. The colonnade. Yes. Yes. Like the the North Shore. It's kind of like we say Lafayette instead of Lafayette. The North Shore. The colonnade players. Who says the colonnade any other way? Everybody everybody that lives down there in Ringo calls it the colonnade. Yeah, we call it the colonnade. Yeah. Uh, Sounds like a drink. Lionel Barks. Oliver will be down there for the next two weekends, and I am... Not a big musical guy, but when I was very young, I went to see Oliver, and it really affected me. I liked the music. I liked the acting. It was plenty of action. When the guy hung at the end, ooh, that was pretty brutal for a kid. Mm. Uh, so Oliver's uh, you know, going on down <laughs> Jeff, there. Jeff's going, hmm, death. Uh, I mean, yeah, that, that, that may have been the first real death I ever saw on the big screen, to be honest with they you. They hang that guy for real. <laughs> you know, it goes from, you know, consider yourself one of us, and then there's a guy swinging by his back out there, you know. Oh, my God. They have to find a new cast member every show. Moccasin Ben Lecture Series coming up, The Legacy of Julius Rosenwald and the Rosenwald School's National Historical Campaign front page of the Times Free Press on Saturday about this guy that basically set up schools all throughout the South for black kids. Oh, that sounds right? great. Yeah, and that, that's that's a cool thing. So the Moccasin Ben Lecture Series, just look it up. They always have a lot of cool speakers down there. Before I get to my what am I doing, did we end up in the paper with our press release? I have no idea. Physical the paper? Pr- the press release I know was, in the, it was on the website. I, I don't know. I don't know. I'm pretty sure we did. Okay. I'm pretty sure we did. Yeah. Well, somebody Let's has pretend a, we did. In the hard copy? I don't think so. Oh. oh I looked for it because well, I went to the I vote we did, and she says no. Yeah. Right. yeah, I don't think so. All right, whatever. Well, okay, so what I'm doing, hopefully, Monday from 7 to 8 p.m. at the uh, Outdoor Chattanooga That's headquarters. Today. Yes, uh, at Coolidge Park. The Chattanooga Grotto Caving Club is having their monthly Ooh. meeting, and it's available for everyone to go, so I'm thinking about going and checking it out because I've been really interested recently. You asked me about Frick's Cave not too long ago. I did. And it didn't occur to me that I should have told you, and then, then you sent me the thing about the beer, bats, and barbecue. Yeah. I used to host that for them. Oh, did you really? I was the MC. <laughs> That's funny. And I, yeah, I would <laughs> hang out at the entrance of Frick's Cave and just and just hang out with all these cool cavers. Yeah. Now, cavers, we were just talking before the show about how none of us like to climb. None of us are rock climbers. All of us have different, you know, outdoor things we like to do, but we don't have a rock climber among us. Yeah. Now take it and put it underground. Add another layer of things I'm terrified of, <laughs> claustrophobic. So I'm not. I'm not a caver. And and trust me, caver is the proper word. If not you say to, spelunker, yeah. they're going to run you out of the grotto. Yeah. That's the biggest club uh, in the world. The biggest caving club in the world. The Georgia Grotto. Would you like to know what I'm uh, not doing? Jeff? What? Yes. So first of all, I want to try this camera two thing. Oh, hey, yeah, look. Sure. I'm on <laughs> and, and, and Brian, Brian the, the Stone, the producer over here, now he does his own podcast, Stone on Air. He's been yeah, on Yeah, I don't forever. know what the hell I'm doing but here he, right now. somehow or another, he got Sulu's position, <laughs> so he's he's at the helm. <laughs> well, I'll, he's got I'll, the con. I'll tell you what I'm not doing, and that is going to the Ryman tonight to see the drive-by truckers, 
a, uh, a pair of tickets I bought, oh, I don't know, two years ago, and it got rescheduled, and I didn't know what day, and I get my email the other day, hey, Monday night, rescheduled trucker show. Oh, and because of this sucks. damn That's, show, I'm stuck here I'm with you sorry. guys. I am so sorry for you. That is just a fate worse than death. I feel like Drive By Truckers for you guys is like Guided By Voices for me, where it's like this cult. It is. It's like this cult. Like, you guys all love Drive By well, Truckers. Well, I don't know about if they play regular, but the Drive By Truckers play like every other five minutes. So yeah. I'll, I'll oh, okay. go see them again. No, but, but the, the I, I can, I, I said, literally, I had the chance to book them very early for Riverbend. And said no. I, I I knew the booking agent very well, and I got bands from him all the time. And I listened to, it and I said they're just a little bit rough around the edges for our crowd. I think it's a little bit too too. And he goes, I don't understand what that means. I said, I just don't think it'll work. And then the second album came out, and I just realized these guys are really brilliant. They're not dumb country kids, you know, banging on guitars. They have a deep intellect, and they mm -hmm. understand the Southern thing, as they put it, better than anybody I know. Yeah, they really so do. They're great apologists <laughs> for the South. Well, like C.S. Lewis was an apologist for Christianity. You're not saying, I'm sorry, you just have to explain it. Mm -hmm. you know? I'm, I am currently in a deep dive, obsessive hole for Greta Van Fleet. Oh, they're good, yeah. They, I, uh, now geez, I did don't get, get me started. I did get them to Riverbend. They are so good. For $7,000 at the Bud new, Stage, and nobody recognized it. Their my, new album is fantastic. I want to go see them. I looked I looked up tickets. Yeah. Ticket prices are over $300. My sister Jeez. discovered Greta Van Fleet, and she was listening to him in the car when we were going to McDonald's. Just something. get on your computer and find the song Remains the Same and or watch the to, real band. Or listen yeah. to Led Zeppelin. Yeah, How about that? Just watch the real band. Look, I'm going to fight you on that. So I told Oh good. I got they my money sound out. like Rush. They sound like Led Zeppelin. Sure, but they've they've well, evolved. Like are you a, are you a, uh, uh, Brian? You listen to sometimes a little harder music than me. Uh, Shine down. Are you a fan? Uh, I could take I could take it or leave it. I'll just I'm going to give them a plug because I I know that they play here you know fairly often and uh, one of our competitors the folks over at Rock 105 having a big birthday bash. So Shine Down is <laughs> going to be in town. And my last one for what am I doing? is this one, I think everybody should do this, and that is the Medal of Honor Heritage Center. The National Medal of Honor Heritage Center is open again, and they have a new uh, exhibit called War Comes Home, The Legacy, an intimate perspective into the hearts of veterans and their families upon mm. a soldier's homecoming, and it is now through the end of the year. Very nice. Can I tell my story about my sister now? No, yeah. because I want to get a quick plug in <laughs> for <laughs> uh, the Jayhawk Music and Arts Festival. It's in loving memory of Jay Burgess. Hmm. Um, Vic Burgess is a is a regular listener of ours and asked yes. me to do this. Uh, this uh, festival is happening October sixteenth from twelve to eight. If you want to sponsor or be a vendor, you can email them at jayhawkfest at gmail .com. That's easy enough. So my sister was listening to Greta Van Fleet in the car, and she was like, oh, yeah, Greta Van Fleet's really good. I was like, yeah, they're pretty good. You know, Jeff uh, booked Greta Van Fleet for Riverbend, <laughs> and he told them. <laughs> he I told, told them. How, I told them how good they were for such a young band. <laughs> yeah. I had no idea they were already the hottest rock band on the rise, <laughs> and I was over there just, just catering to them and patronizing them. Oh, you really goodness. got the chops. You got the looks. Your voice, you know, your voice, you'll grow into it. I was literally, that was the way I was talking to these guys. You said that to yes, them? Yes, after they just put on a stellar hour-long set, 
everybody's jaws on the ground going, God almighty, these guys are great. And I was going, y'all really need to keep it up. These I had no idea they were brilliant. getting ready to tour Australia to, you know, to the amphitheaters. I was an idiot. I love that they, story. They, they literally just tolerated me, barely tolerated me. And they're still so young. You know, Jeff, you're you're good at this radio thing. You want to keep... <laughs> Goodness gracious. Can we do some news with uh, with our, bar, our boy Russ? Yeah, I guess it's time to do that. Uh, so I'll, I'll do it the same way I did last time because I just like sending it that way. Hey, Russ, what's happening? Well, Jeff, what's happening is uh, the city, just to reiterate, says that there are now enough CDL drivers in their hiring pipeline so they can resume uh, curbside pickup of recyclables. The first scheduled pickup date is November the 1st. And a 29-year-old woman was killed when she was hit by a car. Saudi Daisy happened uh, Friday morning about 6.45. Happened on Armstrong Road. Investigators say that she was walking southbound when she was hit by a pickup truck. She was taken to the hospital where she later, unfortunately, was pronounced dead. It's not been said if that pickup truck was spotted later, if the driver of it called 911. Not seen any info about that, but if I find out, I'll let you know. Uh, the sheriff's office also says that James Michael Ferris, who is the subject of a manhunt, is confirmed dead. He was a suspect of uh, killing a man in Brainerd. Deputies say he was spotted on Berry Meadow Way. He allegedly pointed a gun at deputies who then opened fire, and Ferris was rushed to the hospital where he was later pronounced dead. And that's what's happening. Well, it seems we have a fun feud between ESPN's Michael Wilbon and Ole Miss head coach Lane Kiffin. Let's not worry about what happened in the Ole Miss-Alabama game, but it seems to definitely be a feud, as Michael Wilbon said, he would win. He would wear an Ole Miss jersey if Ole Miss was able to win in Tuscaloosa. But Kiffin came back questioning his professionalism. As Will Bond, the co-host of Pardon the Interruption with Tony Kornheiser, was asked, what is better for Lane Kiffin to succeed or Alabama to succeed? So the answer was apparently Alabama. So Monday Night Football tonight we will have the Las Vegas Raiders traveling to play the Chargers and maybe some more verbal barbs from Will Bond and Kiffin. Always fun to watch in the SEC. I'm Dave Hooker. That's Off the Hook Sports. And when you hear the 70s shaft guitar, you know it's time for the Pimp's Corner. And let me go yeah. ahead and explain that so people don't be confused. <laughs> um, this is an adult podcast, just like we were an adult radio show. Um, if you want the kids to listen, that's great because your kids will grow up smarter than they would be. If you didn't let them listen, don't let your kids grow up stupid listening to some other stupid show. Yeah, they'll end up like us. Make them listen to us. But uh, I, I, I've referred to, to Jen Lambert as Pimp Jen for a long time because she is literally selling me on the streets. Uh, and so she still does to this day. And this is her time to talk about some yays, hoorays, and boos to use. Yes, and I have a good one to start with. This is a definite yay. Thank you, Mayor Kelly, for um, sending a letter to the president about Afghan refugees um, being some of the most vulnerable people in the world right now, and Chattanooga can serve as a welcoming home for those who stood beside our nation. I think that's a very big yay. Of course it is. I am all for it. Thank you for putting that I out can't there. can't find anything wrong with that. I mm-hmm. must on these issues, Jen, remain neutral. Oh, news guy. <laughs> oh, okay. A giant boo is Alex Jones, conspiracy theorist. Yeah. 
He made the conspiracy of, about the Sandy Hooks massacre. Didn't happen. Well, Remember? Kind of. It's more complicated than that. But yeah. Okay. Well, he's now being sued by parents. Oh, that's not new. He's been sued for a while. He's going to have to pay way out. Yeah. Yeah. Lots of dollars. Yeah, it was big, man. Why would anybody do that? Because it got airplay at the time. Yeah, because because it, it was people were blowing smoke up his skirt, telling mm. him, "Oh, you're the only one that's got the the cojones to say this ridiculous lie." Yeah, and you know, people love a conspiracy there's theory. A, I'll be honest with you. There's a lot of things about Alex Jones I liked, especially when I was younger. That one He's issue, a disruptor. Yeah, that issue is really what turned me off to him when I was younger. I was like, "Man, this is just wrong." Right. Sure. Well, karma's right. karma's a bitch. Yeah. Uh, this is a a boo slash yay. Britney Spears, okay, she's won the, the conservatorship. It's now over, or mm -hmm. it's becoming over. But the first thing she does is post nudes on Instagram. Well, Boo. sort of. Yay, it's over. Russell, your laptop's Boo open. Boo for being <laughs> kind uh, of I'm, a I'm, slut. I'm, I'm, you, <laughs> come on Jeez, now. Jen. <laughs> this is show prep. I'm, I need to see this. That's not I very progressive. Uh, I saw Way the, to be classy, Brit. I saw the pictures. Brit, Brit. Don't you slut shame her. I, I studied the pictures <laughs> She's uh, very closely. She's been for a while. <laughs> <laughs> I bet you did. <laughs> he was up all night researching. Yeah, I studied the pictures for, for at least five minutes last night, and uh, I thought they were pretty tasteful. I may be the only one who's going to say boo to this, but Smith & Wesson is moving their headquarters here you are. to East Tennessee. Merville. I, You know, great job creation. Jobs. Fantastic. Yep. But boo why do we they're need gonna, they're going to be they're going to be made why not make them in Tennessee and let yeah. Tennessee get all the money and cuz there's all the ancillary you know products that come with this manufacturing and all the I mean every you know route driver has still got to show up and put crackers in their machine it, mm -hmm. it, that's that that's a big deal that's a big name that's a big american name well and keep in mind too Jen uh Smith and Wesson doesn't just supply the public they also supply police uh, the M&P rifle and pistol series. M&P stands for military and police, so they supply a lot of police agencies with their yeah. I know a lot about those. Well, I'm, I know you don't. I'm, so I'm saying that. <laughs> I'm going to jump in here and say also to the Pimp's Corner is brought to you by People's Home Equity. Don't start your search for a new home until you are pre-approved. It'll save you time and money. You also want a realtor you can trust. Obviously, navigating the market can be tough. So Bruce Dodd and Trevor Glass can be your guide. 591-9801, 591-9801, or chat, two Ts, chatmortgage.com. Thank you, Jeff. I have a giant yay for Ted Lasso. If you are not watching Ted Lasso- You're darn tootin', Vladimir on, Putin. On Apple TV, or wherever you find it, you have to watch it. This will, it's genuine, it's funny, it's warm, it's the best thing you can do for your soul. Jason Sudeikis is a genius. Do you know the guy that, that plays his assistant coach, uh, Beard? Yeah. That is his best friend. His real best That's friend? That's his real best friend. And, and I'm going to no tell wonder, you, no wonder Ted, their chemistry Ted, so Ted good. Lasso makes me want to be a better man. Ted Lasso I'm, makes I'm, everyone want to be a I'm better man. I'm not joking. I, I, I did not expect that show to be <laughs> what it was. And it is absolutely hilarious. And Brian, you would enjoy it if you never saw it. Brian. It started, it started as a five-minute commercial when the premier soccer league started airing on American television. And it was an American football coach who went to, you know, 
coach soccer in England. He didn't know anything about the sport. You know, he goes, how many countries are in this country? Because they were saying somebody was from Wales. It's it's absolutely I have, hilarious. I've barely even heard of it, and you said it's on Apple? It's on Apple. Yeah, Apple and Plus. I'm never going to see it. So. Oh, well. Yeah, same. We're going to find a way for it'll, you to watch it because it is a it's an absolute must. You know, I'll go ahead and use that as a, a plug for the CFC, too. Let's just do that right now. Sure. The Lodge Cast Iron Studios here, uh, we are using... Uh, equipment in this studio space uh, we share uh, portions of this building with the Chattanooga Football Club of course the original soccer team here and uh, they have been really gracious hosts and and so yay for CFC let's just get that in there for the heck of it and before anybody screams at me let me we've already talked about you know Patreon and we've talked about you know the the Kickstarter but also uh, there there is a thing called Venmo yeah you know you have definitely moved beyond my Expertise when we're talking about paying money out of your account to somebody electronically. I've never made a single digital purchase online in my entire life. So please tell everybody what they should do that I refuse to do. Okay, if you have the why. Venmo app, or if you don't, download the Venmo app and search Chattanooga Drive-In Show, and you can pay us. Yeah, right. just give us it's money. really yeah, just that say, easy. Just, just give us money? Well, yeah, that's easy. give us money. My man, man, strength and muscle, jungle work, Warren Zevon, and Russell has a nickname too, Russell the Love Muscle, and this is the point in the show, the Chattanooga Driving Show, where Russell gets to flex, Russell gets to flex his muscle, and thinking about this portion of the show and this little segment here, and all of these segments, by the way, you notice, many of them are sponsored, and those that are not can be get in touch with Jen. Um, I just I thought of a a sad story, and then it kind of made me think of a joke. Do you want me to tell you the sad joke before you go, <laughs> or do you want me you. to tell you the sad joke after you? Let me tell it after you go. Okay. Well, I was gonna say, Jeff, no one's died in this story. Okay, so it's go not ahead. Too tragic, yeah. but all right. So North Korea claims to have successfully tested a new hypersonic anti-aircraft missile. This, according to the BBC, makes the fourth missile test in just thirty days. Their hypersonic missile is allegedly, and that's in big quotes, allegedly nuclear capable. This is particularly surprising because both the U.S. and China have been in sort of a quasi-arms race over hypersonic technology with neither side producing any tangible results publicly. And I can see Jen going, what's a hypersonic missile? (laughs) So, a hypersonic missile. Oh, my gosh. That's his impersonation (laughs) of Jen. I don't 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 ever change. Her voice doesn't sound anything like that. It did once. One time. It did one time. Mm. She called me when she was, anyway. Yeah, I I, I had a cold. Yeah, she called me. This was before COVID. Yeah, she goes, hey, I need you to do something. Gave you the Lauren Bacall sound. (laughs) Anyway, a hypersonic missile behaves a lot differently from a traditional cruise missile. They often use a scramjet in combination with rocket technology. It's a whole bunch of math stuff that I can't figure out. But no. it, it flies really slow and really fast. And that's the key factor because it flies so fast that no other missiles or jets or interceptors or rockets can catch up with it. That's what makes it dangerous. It's sheer speed. So it goes shoo, super fast and it can hit any target that it can reach. Does it make that sound? Yes. Shoo. That's what it sounds like. And that's I me. mean, by the time you hear it, you're dead. And that's me flexing my muscle. All right, thank you so much. That's 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 a good one. I'll, I'll tell. Uh, let me tell the joke. Sad joke. And if you've heard it, shut the hell up. Let me finish it. All right. It's about the the world's strongest dumb man. 
it, it was at a circus. This dude had been drinking out with his friends, doing the hoochie-coochie thing at the circus, and he saw this big sign in a tent that said, the world's strongest dumb man. And it goes in. Sure enough, there's this big, you know, barrel-chested dude up there wearing one of those one-piece, you know, leopard-skin things like Fred Flintstone used to wear. <laughs> and he, he's talking, he's trying to get somebody from the audience to come up and help him do the demonstration. He needs a volunteer. And the guy's he's a little queasy and unstated. So he goes, I'll do it. He goes, I want you to take this hammer and hit me in the head with it. And he goes, I'm not going to do that. And he goes, I, I'm the world's strongest man. I, I will survive and laugh at you. I, d- d- hit me, you, you sissy. And so the guy goes, by God, crack, and just splits his skull open. Blood flies everywhere. People start screaming. Women are crying. Babies are just running around. The men are mad. They're beginning to boo and hiss. They think this guy's just, he's murdered somebody. They're going after him. Cops have to intervene. They haul him off the last thing he sees is this guy, they're wrapping towels and duct tape around his head, and they finally get him to the station and realize he didn't do anything wrong. He's racked with guilt. They let him go. He finds out what hospital he's in, and he goes, and he just goes to the guy's room, and he sits down, and he just is praying and waiting and waiting, and he waits, and he waits, and he waits. He's in a coma, sir. He's going to be here for a long time. He goes, I'm responsible for this, and I mean, days go by. His hair starts getting longer. His nails are getting longer. His beard's going out. You know, this is crazy. He's looking like Howard Hughes in the final days. And he just, he can't, his his wife has left him. His kid's saying, you're obsessed. And finally, one day, the guy's eyes start to flutter. And he opens them. And the guy goes, oh, my God. Oh, my God. You're alive. Say something. And he goes, (laughs) (laughs) ta-da. Jeez. Went a long way to get there. <laughs> and that music means it's time for mountains looking at each other. Uh, did a podcast for a long time called Storyville. I got a lot of stories, and this is going to be short. I, I changed it to mountains looking at each other because Chattanooga's got all these different nicknames. That's one of them. It's supposedly the Creek uh, word for mountains looking at each other. Think about signal and lookout. So there you go. And it's just like this. Um, we're down here on the south side. This is where the, the Lodge Cast Iron Studio is. And I lived on the south side for eight years. Lived in the bread factory, then went to a little house over in Williams. One day I'm walking down Long Street. I used to do lots of walking. I would walk to the river and back, you know, virtually every day. And I, it, was a, it was a hot day. It was very sunny. And I pulled up under a shade tree. This is back when there was still some space on the south side. They actually still had some, some open, you know, brown fields and some, some, some you know, grassy areas with trees. And I, I parked myself under this tree for just a little bit, and I was just kind of resting. And I looked up, and there was a sign. And it was about, I'd say, 15, 20 feet up in the tree. It was up above a couple of big low-hanging branches way up there. And it was just a little wooden sign, and it said, Be still. And I stared at it, and I was still. And then I, I looked, I saw something on the other side. And on the other side, a sign said, and know that I am God. Oh, I knew that was coming, yeah. And I thought, well, that's cool. Why, why would anybody put it up there? So I, I you know, make a mental note of this. I have to tell everybody about this. And I go down, and then I look up, and I see another one and another tree. And it says, God's beauty is all around you. I keep walking down Long Street. I'm going past those old grain silos down there that I'm always afraid are going to explode. And now on a pole, a utility pole, 30 feet up easily, no branches, nothing to climb. Somebody clearly had to be in either a bucket truck or or have an extended ladder to be able to get up that high. And there was another one, and it just said, God loves you, and I do too. And I noticed these signs went all the way on my route to the river which was a a traditional walking route for people. 
Turns out, I mentioned this on the radio one day, after the next time I was on the radio because I was so intrigued, and my friend Jennifer Crutchfield, who was working at PBS and did a thing for kids called History Mysteries, had already done the research, and it was a guy that lived in Bakewell, and his name has been forgotten. There were some people who remembered him. He was a farmer in Bakewell, but he literally used to walk from Bakewell to St. Elmo once a week. And this was his ministry. And he put the signs high because he wanted to get people's attention when they were looking up. Because when people are looking up, very often they're looking for God. Hmm. They're saying, why, why is this happening to me, Lord? Show me a sign, Lord. People don't look up very often. No, they don't. It was an interesting ministry. I thought it was really cool. And I'm just bringing that story up because I just want to say somebody's doing it now on a lower level. And there is an actually an Instagram account that is nothing but a collection of these very colorful, cute little signs that are popping up in downtrodden and distressed neighborhoods around Chattanooga. And I don't do Instagram, but you do. I do. And I think you've posted that I as did. we speak. Yes, I did. Actually, I posted that a couple of days ago. This is probably the most religious show we've done so far. I just, I, I just got the biggest kick out of that, and I, I called yeah. Jennifer. His name is lost. We're, we're going to try to find it, but if you're interested in any of the uh, history mysteries that she did, and these signs that we're talking about now, these are very well done. Um, a lot of her history mysteries are in a book called Chattanooga Landmarks. They're in stores all over town and Amazon, and she's still currently working with kids, educational outreach programs with county schools and rec centers. Thank you, Jennifer. And this portion of the show, Mountains Looking at Each Other, is brought to you by another podcast. Podcasters are our friends, all right? They, they, they all are. Uh, Clint Powell and During the Break and Dawson Wheeler and Dayfire and, of course, Stone on Air and the gentleman, Luke Swab, that I just recently did an interview with him, two hours. Oh, my gosh. It, so good called people of chattanooga i enjoyed that conversation so much we didn't talk about my career radio that much we just it was just two guys talking i found it fascinating but there's another podcast and it's all about being better versions of ourselves sharing stories and lessons on success and failure let's face it sometimes failure teaches us more than success join bruce dodd as he walks us through learning to be intentional with our money time thoughts and relationships it's called the intentional living project.com i've been looking forward to this one jeff styles with a y jen lambert russell stroud brian stone the chattanooga drive-in show this is the regional roundup and shotgun shout out portion of the show Reports and rants and letters and, and, and things from papers and online news sources and things of this nature. Just just little tidbits. Um, we have some Stringer correspondents. Let me just jump on those real fast. Uh, one deals with the story you mentioned already earlier this morning, but we'll start down in North Georgia. My friend Mike Chambers, very good reporter, says, Turns out probate court in Walker County will be closed for longer than expected. The damage from that hit-and-stop car is more extensive than thought. The driver will have a date in another court in the near future. And this one from Dax Turner up in Walden. And Walden, they say they're just one week away from the town of Walden's draft plan presentation. I know, Taft, you have worked with the folks up at Walden on that new park for a long time. Walden is a separate place from Signal Mountain. Don't think that they're the same place. 
and they take their neighborhoods very seriously up there. So this plan has been coming for a long time. It's going to be on October 7th, 6 p.m. at the Bachman Auditorium, and they want you to get down there, and it is going to be COVID-19 compliant, so do wear a mask. And here you go. From the Northern Vector, uh, this is our friend Alan the Arguer <laughs> down in Saudi. The last couple of days have been interesting to say the least here in Saudi Daisy. More specifically, the Green Pond community was besieged by every type of uniformed law enforcement I've ever heard of except for Border Patrol, apparently defunct now. They were after a suspected murderer, had a hell of a time catching the bugger, schools on lockdown, roads closed throughout the area, helicopters circling through the night, nursing home turned into a military outpost, heavy news coverage, hearsay, gossip, really spiced things up around here. Eventually, the suspect was shot, as you said, and later died. Moral of the story, even though the person you killed might have deserved it, maybe justifiably so, don't run from the police. Generally not a good idea. That only ends one way. (laughs) I tried it once. This is from my daughter who goes to UTC. So this is a downtown report. She says that MasterChef Life is going to be at the Tivoli on October 22nd. There's going to be live cooking demonstrations and messy challenges. Seems to be like a cool family-friendly event that Chattanooga doesn't usually see. I don't agree with that last sentence. You're Chattanooga has a lot of family-friendly family things. You suck. But that's a good one if right. you like cooking, <laughs> which I do. Now, I've got plenty, Russ, if you got one jump in. No, I'm perennially... See, my problem is I don't have any friends here, so <laughs> I never have any Well, before. while you're thinking of yours, you're I'm going to jump friend. in and yeah. say this. The minute I said Venmo and how to find us on Venmo, somebody sent us some money. See what? how it works? Thank you. See wow. how it works, Thank y'all? you to the anonymous person who We're sent not even us money. A plus B equals happened. C. <laughs> one plus one equals two. Okay, let's see. Just some, some little shout-outs. Uh, down in Georgia, Atlanta, logistics company Radial Inc. plans to hire 4,000 entry-level workers outside Atlanta this year. Again, long-haired, freaky people apply. All you got to do is show up. <laughs> Franklin, Tennessee, house that belonged to the grandparents of country comedy legend Minnie Pearl, is for sale for $2.75 million. What did she do to become famous? Does anybody know? I don't even know who that is. Uh, I can't. What, I, what did she originally do to remember. become famous to begin with? I have no idea. Tip of my tongue, really. Uh, just the one, one of my favorite things to do is read the uh, rants and the Times Free Press Sunday section. It comes out in the perspective section. Let me just a couple here. Uh, and then I have a letter that's going to be really interesting for you. Uh, the rants, 25 words or fewer. It's kind of like tweets. Um, Joe, if I were actually to say what I think of your presidency, my mama would wash my mouth out with the harshest soap available, clearly, to the president. Biden has had so much Middle Eastern sand kicked in his face, not even Charles Atlas could help him. He had to be of a certain age to understand that reference. Aren't the reasons people are rejecting COVID-19 vaccines, i.e. short testing time, fetal stem cells, the same reasons they should be rejecting the monoclonal antibody treatments? It's a good question. Mm. If I were Marjorie Taylor Greene, I wouldn't believe in evolution either. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was, uh, that was pretty good. I like that one. I'm sorry. Uh, Chattanooga did not lynch Ed Johnson. Heartless people did. Why blame the entire city? And conservatives say the problem is Christianity is not taught in schools. The real problem is Christianity isn't being taught in the church. That one's a stinger. Okay. 
I got one more. I'll, I'll, you go ahead. I'll leave my comment alone. Are you having that? Uh, I was going to say Minnie, Minnie, Minnie Pearl's a comedian. She was a comedian. That was it? Yeah. On the Grand Ole Opry? Well, I've got one out of Norris, Tennessee. I love Norris. This story popped up. The original Dan. I, I read about this a couple of days ago, and it just popped into my mind again. Uh, so a Norris man says he was startled when he discovered what appeared to be a snake in his laundry room floor. Pretty common occurrence, I would imagine. It turned out it was not a snake at all. It was a worm. A large worm. Uh, they're new to him, but not new to Eastern Tennessee. And these things are freaking huge. You see the pictures. Are it's they, called a they, hammerhead flatworm. I've never heard of it. No, I know. I knew that there were some invasive worms in West Tennessee. Oh my God! I know pictures don't translate well to radio, but it's Ew. horrifying looking. No, just by my that reaction, does look like a snake. That's not anything you would want on you, in you, or around you. <laughs> no. I would not go fishing with that. So, experts, What kind of fish would eat that? Experts <laughs> caution against picking up the worms barehanded because the slime contains toxins that cause skin irritation. It's just like that movie Alien. Maybe Gee, one of the giant oh, yeah. sturgeons. There was an old movie back when all the, uh, in the 70s, there were all these movies. I think it started with Willard about the rats. Yeah, yeah. And then they just got crazy. There was an invasion <laughs> of spiders, of snakes, of all kinds of critters. Night of the Leaves. And it, yeah, exactly. That was one. Yeah. And, and there was one called Squirm. And it was all environmentalism. It was it was the the world's environment. Uh, Gaia was turning on us, yeah, yeah. and and Squirm was about these worms. They got struck by lightning. They became electrified, and they crawl up under your skin, and you'd see them move under your skin. It was really gross. You think worms don't get hit by lightning all the time? Like? <laughs> this must have been special lightning. I don't know. <laughs> all right, and that brings me to God's wrath. All right, here is the letter that got my attention today, and it's special. And I'm going to employ you for a second, Taff, here in just two seconds. Uh, and this for the people who are watching. This, again, podcast, the Chattanooga Driving Show, is a podcast to listen to. It's also a podcast to watch. And you'll be able to on Facebook and YouTube and stuff like that. And you'll be able to see the raw video if you're a Patreon member and if you like seeing the sausage being made. But this letter reads thusly. God shut down Bonnaroo, New Orleans, Sodom and Gomorrah, and you could be next. Who would have thought that God would send a hurricane all the way to Manchester, Tennessee, to shut down a bunch of potheads, drunks, and fornicating youth. One of the largest music festivals in Europe, offering the same milieu, was flattened to the ground by a violent storm as party revelers fled for their lives. Who am I to make such an accusation? Well, I have been preaching Jesus at Bonnaroo every year since it began. I know exactly what goes on at Bonnaroo. It's going to get worse. God has just started on the people of America signed Michael Seamer. Now, Seymour. from the second Bonnaroo, I have a picture of the good pastor, Michael Seamer. This is my lovely and talented wife, Rebecca, in the back of our truck. She has Hold that up to the camera, if you would, and see what Mr. Seamer's what Mr. Seamer's sign said. Forget Mr. Seamer's sign. Look how hot Rebecca looks. <laughs> yes, yeah, she Good she, Lord. She is. She's smoking. <laughs> I'm, I, there's, there's no denying that. I outkicked my coverage so badly. And th th that actually is going to come up later on, too. But, I mean, literally, look at the, but the look on her face. We're having a good time. We're on our way to the festival. And this guy's carrying a cross that says, Jim Morrison, John Lennon, and Jerry Garcia are burning in hell, and you could be next. Got Jesus. And that's him. 
Now, how many people drove from Wisconsin to go to Bonnaroo and went, you know, he's right, let's go home. I'd, I'd say that's probably the least effective ministry ever. There is ever. A, there is an obscure movie with George C. Scott called The Flim Flam Man. It's a very good movie. And there's a part where there's this preacher in a car driving by in his loudspeaker, and he's just going, repent, repent, repent. And that reminds that's, me. I mean, but that, that's him. That's the dude. Get you a sign and become famous and write a letter. Thank oh, you very geez. much for listening. All right, here we go. Top of the Pops is where we just talk about what is the top of the mind awareness story for each of us. And I'm going to just play into your hands on this one, Jen. Downtown gun violence. Uh, Downtown gun violence. Let me say this first. Top of the Pops, this segment made possible by the kindness, concern, and community commitment of the local and regional professionals at Guardian Investment Advisors. Now, I don't have a lot of money, so what I've got... I'm careful with, and I put it in the hands of my friend Gary Thurman at Guardian, 710-9199, 710-9199. My top-of-the-mind awareness, I'm looking here at the front page of the paper on Tuesday. It makes no sense. Community mourns after a weekend of violence. This is from yesterday's Time Free Press. Um, just, it's Warren Mackey, uh, county commissioner, just saying, Two people were murdered here. Another person's murdered over there. There's a 14-year-old girl in the hospital. This is totally unacceptable. These people are suffering. City Councilwoman Demetrius Coonrod, you may not know this, she's raising her 6-year-old granddaughter who witnessed her father's death by gun violence. Yeah, I did know that. She has been there. She's lived this. And she says very, you know, succinctly, there are so many witnesses that see this stuff happening and the snitch code has got to go. And I, I grew up, and this is where I'm going with this. I grew up, we didn't say snitch, we said narc. You didn't narc on anybody. If you got busted, if you got in trouble, the worst thing you could do was narc on somebody, snitch on somebody. Snitches get stitches. They end up in ditches. There's all kinds of rhyme. But, mm-hmm. but think, when somebody's killing somebody, it is your by God, duty and obligation to stop them. One way or the other, at least, make sure justice is done. There's nothing brave or courageous or manly or honorable about protecting a murderer. For God's sakes, these people are shooting children. And this is Chattanooga. And I know that we're going to have a big summit meeting on this, but it just drives me crazy. It's not, you know, I hate to go with the bumper sticker, guns don't kill people, people kill people. But certainly... There are too many guns in the wrong hands. Mm-hmm. I don't know how to be the arbiter on who has the right hand, but anybody who is wielding a weapon on the street against another person for personal reasons has lost their right to exist among us as civilized people. I agree. Pure and simple. Well, to, I'm sorry, John, go ahead. What's on top of my mind is the Gabby Petito Brian Laundry situation. Still have not found Brian Laundry. That dude's not hurt. Where? Where in hell is he? What? Say that again. He's he's dead. He's, he doesn't, he doesn't have Gator a cell phone or a uh, or a wallet. He from, bought from another. I know that he bought another cell phone. That was that yeah. was when he was still out west. I'm pretty sure bought. that cell phone was found back at his parents' house, though. Was his, it really? His, so. his it, this is the weirdest story. You're right. I mean. They got the video of them fighting. They got all these eyewitnesses. And then right. she goes missing. She He goes home to Florida, leaving her missing in the West. And 
his mom had made camping reservations for three. How huh. did how why why wow. for three? I did not know and that. And they didn't they didn't go, but he ended up actually using the reservation as an excuse to leave the compound. This girl had lived with them for months, yeah. lived with them. She's no stranger. And, the, and his story. parents have still not even talked to her parents right. to even commiserate. Yeah, they're going through a lawyer they for said everything. Th- they, the only thing they said was, may she wet, rest in peace. Yeah. That's it. No, I, I, I agree cold. with Brian. I think that uh, I think he's gator food by now. Uh, I Then you have one. I do. Well, it's, a, it's an add-on to yours, actually. We, we had the same idea. Uh, the Stop the Violence community event, I just want to add this on, uh, is going to be held Tuesday at the Kingdom Center on Martin Luther King Boulevard. They say that uh, COVID safe protocols will be implemented. It's going to be led by uh, Commissioner Warren Mackey. Do you guys want to try something really fancy here for just one second? Sure. Let me, let me, let me, let me ask, let me ask yeah. my, my, my friend over here behind Taft, would, would you be able and willing to talk about a little city topic real quick jump down in brian's seat for just one second and 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 brian i guess if you want to hit the sound effect for deep dive and then just 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 let him plop down for just a second if you would thank you and the wonderful sound dive, effect it is too dive. Dive, dive. and everybody knows what a deep dive is right so when you take one top and you really kind of piece it apart now we're going to let them untangle and ella smith is with us and ellis has been an absolute there. wonderment. Uh, he has helped us so much get this thing off the ground. A, he's brilliant, and he's done it for other people. He is experienced in podcasting, and he's also with the city of Chattanooga. He's the face behind the And I just threw him a big curveball. I hope all this is okay. And, Ellis, I, I wanted to get you just to take a second and talk about the city budget that gave everybody the raises that they've been looking for for so long. Well, sure. Well, there was – I mean, we looked at this. We did actually a big uh, – we did our own deep dive called Under the Hood, which we presented to city council. And what we basically saw is that the starting wages for uh, a lot of these critical first responders, whether it's fire department, police, public works, the guys who get your garbage, your recycling, the guys who answer your 911 calls, were sometimes 25%, sometimes half uh, of what they could get elsewhere. And the problem was they were figuring that out, too, and they were going elsewhere. And we were having to look at really hard decisions like which fire station are we going to brown out, you know, in effect, uh, go dark because we can't staff it. We don't have the human beings to staff it. What is our 911 response time going to turn into um, if we keep losing police officers? Will we will we get rid of recycling, brush pickup, or garbage pickup, or will we start doing garbage pickup once a month? These are decisions that uh, residents don't really want you to make. Well, you saw what? Yeah, <laughs> even just the recycling burp, you know, created an issue. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, so we we took a long look at it, and I mean, take just take CDL drivers for instance, and that's that's somebody who can drive a big truck. Uh, like a garbage truck, but they can also drive one of those 18 wheelers that goes cross country and they can go right over to us express and get paid $60,000 a year plus a bonus plus benefits plus everything else. We were paying them 35. That's the ticket to ride right there. Now, the commercial license. So we had to get those wages up. Now, uh, it's not the same for everybody. You know, obviously these are, you know, as, as, as the employees have been told, these are adjustments. This isn't just a, a raise for everybody. What we're trying to do is get everybody back to where the market is so that we can get back to a healthy level of staffing. 
but we've already seen since making that announcement, we've already had um, we've already had a lot of applications come in, and so we announced, uh, gee, just probably a couple of days ago that we'd be bringing recycling back now. We've got enough drivers yeah. in the pipeline to bring recycling back on November 1st. Um, and uh, and we anticipate it'll get better from there. And the, I just, I mean, so many people have been frozen in that same salary mode for so long. And I'm, you know, there's only so much reshuffling of the deck that can take place. People need to be rewarded for their good work. And right. A lot of good. Again, let me say, the government is us. Oh, it's the government. It's the city. The city. That's just us. It's our neighbors. It's our people. Well, especially here locally, it's so easy to reach out and touch. I can't quite reach Ellis, but it's easy to reach out and touch our our government officials here. <laughs> you look longingly toward each other. <laughs> it's like cats. Uh, while you're sitting there, before you get gone, to I'm going to give uh, you guys a, a a break so you can switch around again. Let me just ask you real quick: these studios, which you know, the Lodge Cast Iron Studios that we're broadcasting from, though this equipment, it's going to soon be up and available for other people who might want to do similar projects correct uh yeah that's my understanding um so we're in actually uh i guess this is a workshops uh, location that is the name um, of the actual organization yeah that's correct and so i believe that they are um you know willing to talk to people who want to make use of the studio um they were obviously uh you know willing to work with work with y'all and uh this is also the studio where uh, we did a number of campaign events during the campaign uh, in here, so we I came did, down and did a podcast with Tim one time. Yeah, we did. Um, uh, if you saw the WRCB live debate, mm -hmm. uh, that was that was broadcast out of here. So, uh, so I do know that they're open to those conversations uh, with, with the right tenant. All right, well there you go. Well, we're, we'll be here every Monday through Friday uh, in the morning. So the rest of the day is uh, is available and open to you. And uh, thank you very much, Ellis. I kind of just threw you a curveball there. And just, just real quick, while Brian gets his bearings back and sits down, I'm going to ask this question. You mentioned first responders. I've noticed this. This is real quick, mm -hmm. not rhetorical. I've noticed a lot of people saying thank you for your service. Clearly, we want to say that, but are we taking away from the traditional greeting to a veteran of the military by saying that? Are uh, we cheapening are the, the men and women in uniform somehow what we say to them by saying it to first responders? Maybe we so. should come up with a different phrase. No, I disagree. No, okay, all well, right. I'll tell you what, I, I don't say that to, to first responders. I say thanks for doing what you're doing. Okay. That's all. Because I, I do want to keep thank you for your service as a veteran thing. Vietnam, it's welcome home. Yeah. And for everybody else's, thank you for your service. And I, I, I may seem like an odd question, but it, the first time I heard somebody say it to a fireman, I thought, well, that's sweet. But I, I, I just kind of wondered if it sort of stole it to a degree. I wasn't really, wasn't really, you know, sure. All right. From here, we're going to go ahead and do the segment known as Outside Looking In. And Jim will tell you a little bit more about this gentleman, Jeff Greenspan. Yes, Jeff, Jeff Greenspan is a friend of mine. He runs the Carpetbaggers Comedy Show at the Bode every first and third Friday night uh, for only $10. $10 gets you in. It also gets you a free beer and a raffle ticket to maybe win a prize. Tons of laughter. He brings people, he brings comedians from New York, Chicago, Nashville, even local comedians that are really, really funny. Hence the name Outsiders, Outside Looking In. Correct. It's Outsiders Perspective on Our Town. So I got a new place here in Chattanooga, and uh, I was looking to get some you know, window treatments for the apartment, and I had wanted what I thought were plantation shutters, um, but they're no longer called that. 
they've been rebranded as California shutters. The connotation was so bad that they couldn't even call them Southern shutters. They had to move all the way to a different geography and call them California shutters. This is ridiculous. First of all, California's on fire. In five years from now, you're not going to want to have California shutters in your living room. It's another disaster waiting to happen. That's like having Darfur drapes or an Afghan blanket, I guess. I don't, I, I don't, I don't know. We're canceling window treatments, people. This is nuts. So I don't know. I mean, we've got generations of black people in prison for the drugs that white people are selling in malls now, but we've been able to change the term plantation shutter. So I guess um, that's success. Um, 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 this is the portion of the show called um <laughs> which is what we say because we're trying to think is there anything we forgot this is a very important part of the show this could be sponsored this might be the most listened to part <laughs> is there anything we forgot to mention lodge cast iron studios kickstarter help us out help us get this thing going patreon there'll be prizes and stuff uh merchandise available later on venmo we know that works now community input we want to hear from you we're offering to the city of Chattanooga, an actual block, city block on the show, maybe weekly, maybe daily, I don't know. Anybody wanting equal time, get your opinion out here, say something other than what you've heard, just get in touch with Jen. Don't choose mediocrity and listen to these other bozos. Just, it's not getting you anywhere. This show is designed to move Chattanooga forward, and we're here for, by, and about Chattanooga. And here's how you do it. You can text me, 423635 3557 or you can email me at Chattanooga Drive-In Show at gmail.com. The only um I've got is this and I thought maybe you guys could help me. I have an I, um. I, I don't know if y'all noticed this but I I've got a new technique here that I'm using. Yeah. For my for my my notes. <laughs> Jeff, I actually took poor Jeff. kindergarten scissors and I cut out <laughs> the the articles because carrying around all the newspaper was getting to be burdensome. So I cut them out. And then the tape I was using turned out to be double-sided tape. So when I tried to stick it on the page here so I would have a nice, you know, equal-sized, you know, note, it, I, it's just ripping apart. Every time I grab something, it just tears off the most important words oh, in the no. article. So, yes, your, your third-grade correspondent here, I'm reading from USA Today, shipping, quote-unquote, favorite stars blurs a fine line. Do y'all know what shipping is? Yes. Tell me what shipping is. All right. Help so, me out here. I had never about, heard this term. Are we talking about relationships? Yes. Okay. Yes. So teenage girls huh. do this all the time. Shipping is where you take one person and you ship them with another person. Yeah. So like there was like, like think about Brangelina, right? Yeah. Now think about like TV shows. Yeah. So you're like, man, I think, um, I can't think of anybody on any TV shows, but like, I'm, I really think, uh, Hannah Montana would go great with whoever the male character is on Hannah Montana. There, people, so you ship them. People are shipping them away from the relationships they're in, and they're wanting yeah. them to be in a relationship with somebody else. This story is about Justin Bieber and his wife, Oh, and all of his fans are saying, no, no, Selena Gomez is for you. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so they've shipped the, the Biebs back over to Selena, it just so happens that Selena's got a man in her life. He's got this beautiful woman, Haley Baldwin, in his life. And apparently it's all over the place uh, in, in the office. 
You know, everybody wanted, you know, Jim and Pam to get together. Yeah, that was, that was, well, that's a good ship. Yeah. As it turns out, I mean, you know, he found his Pam in Emily Blunt. And Pam found her Jim and Lee Kirk. Yeah. And they're saying, just leave us alone. They're both married. Yeah. You know, how do you think it makes <laughs> us feel when you're saying you don't? Well, actually, I know. Look again at that picture of Rebecca. How many people do you think? Shipped me out of that relationship in their head. Oh, you look, <laughs> oh yeah, you look like a couple. Shipped me away from it and said she needs somebody better. Anyway, well, I just wanted to know what the heck shipping. Well, was. you guys have seen my girlfriend, right? Yes. Yes. You're Come in on. the same club as me. Come buddy. on, he's beautiful. Yeah. You're the secretary of the club. I know that's the problem. Okay. Yeah. Well, here's something we forgot to mention. Macaulay won over Baylor. Sure last did. night. Sure did. Uh, Tough but, game too. But in they what? also caused a whole lot of problems Wait, for the city. Jen, what sport? Oh, okay, thank you. It was Macaulay Baylor week. I didn't know that. There's another sport in the fall. You live here, right? I thought it was lacrosse or something. There's another sport in the <laughs> fall. What? It's baseball. Do they play that in the fall. Go tornadoes. Hey, I, 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 my kid went there for years. I gave them a whole bunch of money. I'm going to root for them every time. I <laughs> Baylor ain't got I ain't got nothing for Baylor. Yeah, you know, and apparently Baylor ain't got nothing for Macaulay. They did, you know, what last year, but I mean, Macaulay tends to be on top of that. I will ask one last question to Brian too, though. Uh, so the Braves, you know, they they lock it down the AL East again. What does that mean? The NL, NL East again. Uh, it means they're likely going to lose to the Brewers in the first round. That's but what I thought all, you'd say. All you have to do is get in, and it's not my problem. It's not anybody else's problem. Or actually, let me rephrase that. It's your problem that your division sucks, and and or our division sucks. And you see what I'm trying to say here? We yeah. suck. The rest <laughs> of the league doesn't. That's not my problem. In other words, being at the top of this, you're at the top of this pile. You're still just part of a pile. Exactly. Yeah, thank exactly. you. Exactly. So, All but right. no, I don't, never miss an opportunity to get excited. I loved it. It was great. Well, a note on the Macaulay Baylor thing uh, the sectarian violence has got to stop. <laughs> <laughs> this red versus blue thing. You thought yeah. it was all Bloods and Crips? No, the, no. The Macaulay no. Liberation Front has got oh, to cool it. Oh, the, 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 the viciousness of the preps. With their roadblocks and their fire bombings. The scale. And their kidnappings and terror attacks. And that's it. We're wrapping it up for the Chattanooga Drive In show today. Now, we do have a full-length interview that we will do from time to time called Explore More at the end of the show. So when you hear this song fade out into nothingness, if there's another voice that comes in, hey, guess what? We're doing one. Listen to it. It'll be interesting. If you don't, listen tomorrow because everything's going to be interesting then. The Chattanooga Drive-In Show. Thanks very much for listening. Be sure to tell everybody about us. Again, streaming on Apple, Google, Radio, YouTube, Facebook, Spotify, all the rest of them. It's going to be fun. It's going to be an adventure. Thanks. Thanks.